I hope that was cheesy enough for you. It is certainly awkward enough. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Steve Spears, and welcome back to Stuck in the 80s. Today's show, we journey someplace very exciting. Anyone want to guess where? The Library of Congress. Detroit. Beyond the Sun. Any of those, right? Nope. It's back to 1983, where we once again gather to honor three of our favorite albums from that amazing year. Yay! (laughs) Joining me in our magical hot tub time machine again, my co-host Brad in LA, who I understand just had a birthday, making you, if you're the same age as me, what age? Uh, yeah, 75. Yes, very good. Uh, no, let's see. Uh, me and my driver's license together are 76. So yeah. Nice. I understood there would be no math. <laughs> Do the uh, California licenses, driver's licenses, have the same deal with Florida where it, the, the year of your birth is, is somewhere in your driver's license number? No. no. It is, it is no, here. Just it is here. So somewhere in my driver's license number is the year 67. When I got my original driver's license in Oklahoma, it was my social security number. Oh, that's safe. That's weird. They don't, well, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> so uh, Brad's not alone, obviously, rejoining the show today, our longtime friend and podcast fan and musical genius, because we use him for every music show, Drew Friedman. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, you know, Drew, we got to we gotta call you in when we do these music shows, because your encyclopedic knowledge of 80s music uh, matches my own. So It's a little scary, because I don't consider myself an 80s like music aficionado but if i look at my itunes library it's just filled with it so i guess i kind of am you backed into it what's the most yeah. what's the most embarrassing 80s music that or what we would consider to be embarrassing on your 80s uh ipod probably uh tin tin kiss oh, me kiss me come on that's not a guilty pleasure that's just a pleasure <laughs> really uh, all right then how about uh i think this was 80s um plastic bertrand uh warm leatherette no uh Oh, Saplan Pormois. Yes, Saplan Pormois. Uh, Worm Leatherette is not. Classic. Yeah, I don't think that's. I do have that, though. God, I want to say with me, it's probably I have at least five or six Debbie Gibson songs. Yeah, you win. Mm. Well, because. That, that is much only, more. Embarrassing. I swear to God, only because we, I knew we were going to do that podcast with her about five years ago, and I felt like if I'm going to do a podcast with her, I better at least listen to some of her music. I will acknowledge that they're well-crafted pop songs, but yeah, that's teeny bopper big time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, back to the point. This is our second in a series of podcasts honoring the uh, albums of 1983. Last time we gathered, uh, we tackled Violent Femmes, Huey Lewis, and Oingo Boingo. 
Yeah, you betcha. I know. So now, when we when we sat down to choose the three albums for this week, it was a little tougher, wasn't it? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, there goes my I premise. Of, I had a big queue <laughs> of them lined up. I'm like, oh, next one I'll choose this, and the next one I'll choose. This. I gotta admit, yeah, there's so many albums that are from the eight from 1983 that are just so great. It, it really was kind of like. You know, all right, then I get I get to another one real quick. We've, and it, well, part of the problem too is that some of these albums we've covered in the past on the podcast, and we're so we're choosing not to cover them again, like Synchronicity, uh, Thriller, yeah. or stuff like that. So we're not going to hit those. We're instead going to hit some albums that were somewhat or, or or very meaningful to each one of us individually. And so, Brad, why don't you get started with uh, your pick for 1983? Okay, my pick for this uh, this show for 1983 is the 12th studio album from Genesis, titled. Genesis. So I think this album is the last step across the bridge from their hardcore prog rock stuff like Lamb Lies Down on Broadway to what was coming next was what 85 was when Invisible Touch came out I so, so. I, yeah yeah so this is you know this is if you listen to those three or four albums in between there they're kind of working their way away from this like super prog rock to get to a more pop rock sound um, so if you listen to this album, it's about half prog stuff and half pop. But even the prog stuff, like Home by the Sea, which I, I love that track, they they basically, it's like they wrote it as one big long song with this big instrumental tail out. And then they said, you know what? We got to divide that into two tracks because no one's going to listen to that. So there's Home by the Sea and Home by the Sea 2, which is really kind of one big track, but they you know slip a little silence in the middle of it there on the album. So it's kind of all over the place. There's also a lot of pop stuff with That's All and Illegal Alien, which Illegal Alien really I, doesn't I, fit on the album. It's so awful. God. I was waiting for that to come up. It's one of the most racist songs of the 80s. It, you just don't hear it on the radio, and there's a good reason. Yeah. I mean, with Phil Collins singing in that really bad yeah. uh, accent. It's, yeah. It's, oh, God. God. I know we're going to talk about least favorite tracks on here, and, and that easily far yeah, away is my yeah. least favorite. You know track what's on. weird too is I, when I saw that Illegal Alien was on this album, I thought I would have I would have bet you a paycheck that Illegal Alien was like a late '80s Genesis song. Yeah, no, but 1983. No. Yeah, so all the tracks on this are co-written by Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and Phil Collins. So you can tell they were trying to work together on stuff, and it just it feels like they're trying some different things out. Like I said, they've got some pop stuff, they've got some prog stuff. We got some racism. It's all yeah, a little, a little racism, <laughs> you know, a little social inactivism. Um, so the album was number one in the UK, uh, hit number nine in the US, um, and uh, the t- cover art. And anybody want to take a guess at what uh, those shapes are on the cover of Genesis? Um, those are cookie cutters. Cheese. They cookie Christmas yeah. cookie cutters. It's not that game that that kids game, right? With the because I'm trying to think of the right cover, but it's the one with the little shapes. The yeah, little... it's the Tupperware shapes from that shape sorter, like red blue shape sorter that we've all seen. The sh- oh. it's called the Shape O Toy Ball. It's like red on one side and blue on the other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's those ten pieces, kind of, you know. Oh, okay. I was thinking of that game that's the little shapes, and you try and put them in there, and the little oh. timer pops the, the table thing up. Yeah, concentration. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was thinking hungry, hungry hippo, but I was wrong. <laughs> so what's so what's the well, story? You're always thinking of food. I, always. Yeah. Thinking. I had a hot dog for breakfast what's, today, by the way. So I'm I'm good to go for this podcast. Roar it. So what's the story, what's the story? with the uh, with the uh, shapes? I have no idea. <laughs> I think somebody probably just gotten out of art school and thought, yeah. well, this would be cool. It's prog uh, rock, man. You can do whatever you want. That's pretty true. So the first single off this album is Mama, which is a song about a prostitute. So give me some other songs about prostitutes from the 80s, guys. Roxanne. Oh, Roxanne. There you go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, 44 lines about 88 women. No, 88 <laughs> lines about 44 women. <laughs> Well, was he paying them? I don't know. It's not clear. Some of them, it seemed like they were getting paid. I don't know. What happened? Do I have to Google um, this now? Songs about prostitutes. There's a, there's a, no, no, no. I just, I just thought about prostitutes. There's also one associated with a Richard Gere film. Uh, Pretty me. Woman? Call Me. Oh. Oh, oh from G- American Gigolo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anyway. Just, yeah, no, I'm not, not going to do the Google. Ones, I thought if there were there strictly 80s movies. There's, you know, like House of the Rising Sun. That's a 70s song. I can tell you one piece of trivia about this is that um, when I saw Genesis play live in 86 on Visible Touch, they opened up with Mama. That was the opening tune, which I didn't get there in time for because I was hopelessly lost in the city that I now live in. <laughs> <laughs> so the second single, That's All, uh, was Genesis' first top 10 hit in the States. Wow. Made it all the way to number six. That's the first. I mean, not, not nothing before then. I know. I was surprised by that too, because there's some good stuff on Duke and on Abacab. Like Abacab, Abacab didn't make yeah. it. Nope, bizarre. And you'd think something with uh, Peter Gabriel would have come up too. Uh, the old Genesis stuff is really like, oh gosh, it's I, I don't like it. I don't care for it. It's a little too proggy for me. It's the very definition of prog. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. pretentious. I mean, it's just it's your speakers. You actually have to wash your headphones when you're done with it because the pretension gets stuck in Jeez. there. <laughs> it's vivid. So That's a let, let me ask you this. So there, there's always these rumors floating around about Peter uh, Gabriel rejoining Genesis, at least for like one big farewell tour. If, if that were to happen, would you go see that show? Uh, depends on what the set list is. <laughs> Let's come on. It's going to be heavy I'd on go. the old stuff. I'd totally you go. have to go. I, Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's one of those ones that you're gonna want, you're gonna say you you're gonna wish you went to, even if you don't really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and even if they do the like the early Genesis stuff when it was all of them, and then they do some of the you know Peter Gabriel solo stuff and some of the uh, Phil Collins solo stuff, that that would be a great show. I don't know that they would do that though. Somebody tells me that they I don't stick think so to either. just really. Yeah. yeah, they're so they're so into that stuff. I will I will say this: I have over there in my CD collection and my DVD collection. Someone somewhere along the line, stuck in the eighties timeline, I got a the free concert video of Genesis on their last tour, and it was recorded live in Italy, and it, it was heavy on Peter Peter Gabriel's stuff. I mean, there was maybe two or three modern songs. For some reason, they were really going well, old school. I'd still love to hear all that stuff. To be honest with you, I, I would love to be, to see that and to hear it and to see it live. Absolutely, I'd yeah. still go. Pass. I'll pass on that. All right. No, I'll, I'll see it. I mean, if they if they come back to Orlando and they come back to the what would I finally call the Shitress Bowl, 
I will be happy to get lost in traffic again and miss the first uh, two songs of that set. And uh, well, that's good because the first two songs would probably be about twenty five minutes oh my long, God, at least. Yeah, yeah. Really. Car- carpet crawlers forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I suspect too if they ever do that tour that we're talking about that they'll, it'll be like a New York, Chicago, L.A. type deal. We're not going to see it here yeah. in uh, O Town. Anyway, Drew, it's your turn. Pick uh, what is your album you're going to defend from 1983? I don't have to defend it because it's that good. It's Depeche Mode's Construction Time Again. <laughs> This came out in August of 1983, and the first song was the song we just heard was uh, Everything Counts. And I just, I love this album because it's got such a, you know, it's it's serious techno, but there's such emotion in the voices. Martin Gore had been on a trip to Bangkok, and he saw this extreme poverty, and he came back and he just felt these, like, you know, we've got this greed going on that was so typical of the 80s, this sense of greed. And so that's why a lot of these things where everything counts in large amounts with some of the lines and the lyrics. And then the second single was Love in Itself. And that's another one that's just, again, it's so techno. It's... It, gives you such a, a hard edge to everything but the lyrics well all, all depeche mode at this point is techno well they, yeah they didn't even know what a guitar no, was that's true but the lyrics and the the emotion that you get in the vocals just it's it's so offsets that stuff that's why i love this album and the, when i also first heard this on cd when it came out on cd it's so clean and it's so crisp it's just one of my favorite albums from 1983 I'll tell you what, what's interesting about me too with Depeche Mode. When you talk about electronica in the 80s and even electronica nowadays, for the most part you think of um, quirkiness or you think of um, peppiness. You don't think of the dismal darkness that is Depeche Mode lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And you brought up the greed in the 80s and I know – and that's a popular thing to talk about. We don't really talk much about the economics of the 80s on this podcast. But – and I guess part of it is because of we, the age that we were at that time. I mean, we were in high school and college. Yeah, we were not in a position to be greedy or to be material. Materialistic. Well, not on a scale that yeah, yeah not on a scale that may, meant anything to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. okay, I bought two albums this week instead of one. But I mean, so, so I mean, I, I know we, I know the decade gets dinged for that constantly, and, and I'm, I'm a little defensive about it because I always say, well, I, I had no part of that. You know, just I was not an adult. For much of the eighties, that wasn't my eighties. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. I did graduate with a job in the eighties, I had a it paid seventeen thousand a year. So I guarantee you, I was not. Wow, seventeen thousand. How'd you make that kind of cash? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> journalism, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's not exactly to me the greed decade, but but what I've always been impressed by with Depeche Mode is this this is setting those two things: this the, the peppiness that you normally associate with synthesizers, and then this dismal, dark, horrific messages that they send with their music. And um, I think that's kind of why I always dug them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, later on, they came out with Blasphemous Rumors, which was, you know, so anti-God. and Real peppy. Yeah, 
Yeah, and real peppy. I mean, you know, you could argue Morrissey was always the real peppy one of the 80s, too. I mean. Yeah. Well, I remember when I talked to Howard Jones about it, and I said, you know, you're one of the few people that I could think of in the 80s who never bought into the whole yeah. darkness. And he was like, yeah, I, I just – that wasn't part of my life. I didn't see the point in singing about it. You know, for, my, for the most part, I, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I, 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 feel, I feel like singing happy songs. And so who could blame him? Yeah, clearly Dave Gahan did not feel the same way. Guess not, because these were yeah these were uh, these were pretty dark songs. I mean, there, there was a lot of good songs on this album, but I think probably my least favorite was um, "Told You So." I mean, it just isn't that great a song, and we don't have to play it. I don't want to annoy the listeners <laughs> with it. <laughs> where would you where, where would you even throw this album in terms of like when you think of the the Depeche Mode albums of the eighties? Where does this one rank? Oh, it's up there for me. It's yeah, it's it's easily in top one or two. I mean, because I really? it's funny got to be below some great reward though, right? Well, yeah. See, that's what I mean. It, it, the problem is, is I like some of their stuff that came out a little later. So you were talking about. I mean, you said the eighties, but Ultra has one of my favorite songs. Um, it, it's yeah, it's in it's top two or three. And they still play Everything Counts, I think, in concert. Usually it's an encore now. Oh, it's a big, big track yeah. for them. Right. It just doesn't fit in with their normal set list, but it, they usually pull it out for an encore. Yeah, and it's not like they didn't do peppy songs eventually. I mean, you know, Just Can't Get Enough is a really upbeat, peppy song. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could do a, pe- a peppy playlist for Depeche Mode, but you'll never hear it live in concert. Um, they're touring this summer. Is anybody going to go see them? I didn't know that. I, I might have to check them out. I think they're Brad. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to look at the calendar. I think it's more closer to the fall. Maybe it's it's September that they reach Florida anyway. So I, I and they're playing an outdoor show. And let me tell you about September outdoor shows in Florida. You don't go to them. <laughs> I was going to say muggy, <laughs> a little muggy. There'll be guaranteed rain. Little muggy, Monsoon, little buggy. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't go. And I'm surprised they would even book that. A bunch of Englishmen on a stage in September in Florida. Not a good thing. Yeah, I heard a comedian say that the the Pesh mode those guys were so white when the when the stage lights hit them, you could see their internal organs working. <laughs> <laughs> My album from nineteen eighty three that I'm going to defend um, is the Talking Heads with Speaking in Tongues. This album was released May 31st, 1983, which, depending on when you listen to this podcast, might actually be the day that you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think we'll get it out a little I don't soon. know. Don't rush no it. Promise. Don't rush it. Let it, like it. Let, it <laughs> let it percolate. Let it yeah, ferment. exactly. Let it mellow. Let me ask you this. I, mainly, I have a lot of trivia questions with this album. Um, number one, three songs from this album appear on movie soundtracks from the 80s. Can you name them? Um, well, Burning yeah. Down the House is in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Wow. Uh, Girlfriend is better. It's got to be in like... You, can, like you can't count... Yeah, you can't count uh, at least three movies, I should say. There might be more. Three I can think of off the top of my head. Swamp is in Risky Business. Although you, oh. you don't... It's not on the soundtrack, though. It's in okay. the movie. And of course, the the one you really should have gotten was "This Must Be the Place" from Wall Street. That's a movie I've never seen. Yeah, oh. you know, I sat down to watch that about a year ago, and I couldn't do it. Oh, you! 
I couldn't do it. Rage. I'm like, I know where this train is crashing. Rage. I just can't. I can't do it. Rage. <laughs> anyway, this was uh, the first really big breakthrough album for the Talking Heads. It produced their first and only top ten hit. Obviously, burning down the house. That's their only top ten. Only hit? top ten hit. That After doesn't surprise the wild, me. Wild Life. Yeah, Wild Wild Life would have been the next biggest hit. It only reached number twenty five. Really? This country. I'm telling Road you. To no, nowhere. That surprise Road to oh, Nowhere. I love Road to Nowhere, yeah. Didn't even, didn't even break the top 100. Really? That surprises what? me. <laughs> God, I guess I am a freak. So, did, now let me ask you this, though. I mean, uh, Talking Heads have been around since the late 70s, but had anybody heard of them or really heard their music until you saw the video for Burning Down the House? Yeah, that's probably my first exposure to Talking Heads. Yeah, I think so. Well,. Until now, I'm trying to remember. What was the one where he's uh, – and the days go by? No, that's not what it's called. Uh, and the days go by. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Like was that before this? Oh, uh, no, that was after this. Uh, that's, about the same yeah. time. Yeah, because okay. it would have been – it would have been um, once in a lifetime was on uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Right, but isn't that on Stop Making Sense? It's on Stop Making Sense, which is – that movie um, was the – was following the Speaking in Tongues tour. So okay. that's why oh, okay. a lot of the songs in this album are familiar to you because from, yeah. from Stop Making Sense. So anyway, there you go. Uh, in, in 2012, Slant Magazine listed this album at number 89 on its list of best albums of the 80s. That seems kind of hmm, That harsh. seems a little high. Yeah. I think it seems a little high. 89? 89. I mean... I guess I'm saying that wrong. I think 89 is a little bit generous. I don't know. No, I, that's how I took it. <laughs> I wasn't really listening, so it just works out perfectly. Okay. When, I, when I bought this, I actually bought it on iTunes to listen to again this morning. And when I bought it, iTunes, I always find it kind of amusing to find out when you buy something, what other things it recommends based on the listeners. Oh, so when, yeah. I, when, I, when I bought this album, iTunes said, listeners also bought Excellent Birds by Laurie Anderson. Uh that. Lava by the B-52s, uh, Genius of Love by the Tom Tom Club. That's a given, yeah. And the Hooters and We Danced. So as those as <laughs> what? Huh. I totally don't get that last one. Yeah. I don't see Hooters and Talking Heads fans. Yeah. Name name one other Tom Tom Club song other than Genius of Love. I can't really. Yeah, yeah. there isn't. I mean, there's. An, I I remember I actually bought that CD. So there were other albums or other songs on oh, that I'm album. Sure there are other tracks. It's just that thing <laughs> yeah. went. Yeah. The Talking Heads say their girlfriend is better, but you know what's better than anything else? The Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. And um, as usual, we will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. And if you can get it right, glory awaits you in the form of uh, Brad Williams saying your name. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. Let's take a look at the play. He is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Yes, that's Fletch. And it was supposed to be kind of like a a clue that this show is going to be Fletch. But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker. It wasn't. So anyway, read some of the winners. Well, let me just say, we will get to Fletch soon. Um, but here we have a list of winners. Mystery Movie Moment winners include yes. Chris Connor, Russ Carson, Ken Ward, Bill and Nokomis, 
Nicomas. Gosh darn it. Bill even gave me the pronunciation. <laughs> Bill and Nicomas. Don Leach. Tim and Harrisburg. Chris and South Lion. Kevin Wench. Chris Staten. Drew. No, I'm not oh! <laughs> My moment of glory. Jeff Payne. Chad Ledoux. Jason Bilski. Tom Johnson. And Howard and Fremont. Pretty much everybody who bothered to send us yeah, an email yeah, on yeah. that one got that one. I think well, I still no, missed a few people names. Yeah, Drew. I got that one. <laughs> That's why I said winners include, yeah. not winners are. I wrote it down and you still wouldn't read it. That's bum, bum, bum. that passive aggressive or just aggressive? I can never tell. <laughs> Running out of movies to put on this feature. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Husband should be like Kleenex. Soft, strong, and disposable. If you know it, email us at bradinthe80s at gmail.com, steveinthe80s at gmail.com, or the ever-popular but suddenly used sit80s at gmail.com. Wow, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Very similar deal here, folks. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s if you get it right. Unless your name is Drew Friedman, we will say your name. I think it's okay to not read the name of the co-host of the podcast. I was so excited, though. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it. Start making up fake names. Uh, Drew Friedman. <laughs> there, I said it. I said it. From now on, everybody who answers the Seggies has to come up with a nickname that when you read it, says something else. Like, you know, I, I'm a dork, you know, or uh, uh, semen peace freely, stuff like that. I want I want really obnoxious stupid Amanda things. hug and kiss. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for Amanda <laughs> hug and kiss. Okay. Aren't we all, Mo? Aren't we all? Pay attention. <laughs> Here was last show's mystical clip. That's Room to Move by Animotion. Animotion. Yes, it was. Animotion, one of the bands that's supposed to be on the uh, Lost 80s tour. Am I, am I right? That is correct. Oh, Will that be cool. one of the songs they play? Um, what if, well, what, they'll get three, yeah. right? So does that make top three? I don't know, what, what will they close, what will they close with? with? <laughs> Read the winners. We only had a couple. Winners include, yeah, this is a little tougher. Kevin Wench, Jason Bilski, and Chris, the weather guy, Bovitz. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Again, if you know it, same addresses, bradinthe80s at gmail.com, steveny's at gmail.com, and uh, sit80s at gmail.com. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. PPTMN. Yeah. I always had a problem with the PPTMN. So you guys went PPTMN, and it doesn't go that way. It goes PPTMN. T and M. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, you guys always kind of did it wrong. Made me nuts. Oh my gosh! And you wonder why I don't read your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, please, please tell me now. Makes a rare appearance on the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, I'd say it's been at least uh, I, it's nine months. The first one in the modern yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, easily. So you know the deal. Uh, if you wrote us with a question uh, about the '80s or otherwise, we promise to answer it. So in this case, a reader writes, an unidentified reader said, you guys tell stories 
about the 80s all the time, but PPTMN, do you have any good 80s-related stories that happened to you recently? Oh, my God. I got one. Go ahead. I have one. So Lay it out there for us, brother. So uh, my wife and I, we were at this dyslexic conference a couple of weeks ago. And we were down to Santa Monica, and the, the conference started at this person's home, this beautiful home in Santa Monica. It was in the evening, so it was kind of late at night, and we were leaving the, the conference. And we're standing on the front porch of this person's home, and it leads out to the yard, and it's really dark because the street's kind of up there. And there's not a lot of street lights. And there's this very petite woman to my right taking off these like big wedge shoes, and she's putting on flip-flops, and she's looking down at her feet. I just kind of thought – I didn't think it. I said it out loud. I went, wow, that's pretty smart. And she looks up and she says, yeah, I didn't want to trip while walking back to the car. And it's freaking Jennifer Gray. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because the first thing is you don't recognize her because she had her nose job. and But the voice is exactly the same. And, and I, I, I get totally like starstruck and stunned and I don't know what to say anything. But luckily my wife is like, oh, yeah, well. And so we start walking and, and we're, we're walking out to the cars and she's really nice and she's talking about – not that she had dyslexia, but she knew somebody that did, and she was there to kind of offer support, and our daughter is, so, you know, dyslexic, so that's why we were there, and we had this great five-minute walk with her, and then finally we split off and said goodbye, and we're walking to the cars, and I, I kind of, as soon as we get out of earshot, I said to my wife, I'm like, you know who that was, right? And she said, no. And I said, that was Jennifer Gray. And my wife says, oh my God, the voice, exactly. I kept trying to think, whose voice is that? Wolverines. Yeah, I I so wanted when we were leaving. I wanted to say say hi to Ferris for me, or I hope your brother's okay, something like that, you know. But I just didn't have the guts. Do they still call you Shauna. Yeah, Shauna. Can I call you Shauna? I, I did. I so wanted to, but I just didn't have the guts to. I didn't want you know be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be that yeah. guy, you know. It's like let me just be cool. It's gotta be. T- it is tough whenever you bump into somebody like that because you're like, oh man, I really want to gush, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, and you do run into him once in a while out here in L.A. I mean, I've I've run into a couple other celebrities, and you're just kind of. You you don't want to go up and, oh, my God, you're the greatest thing ever. But I do like to sometimes, if I have a moment, just to say, hey, I really enjoy your work. Thanks for everything you do and, and not be a jerk about it. Yeah. I was having lunch a couple weeks ago at a coffee shop in the greater Burbank area. And who should sit down at a table you know, behind me someplace but Morgan Freeman. And, oh, my gosh. Voice of God. And I'm just hearing his voice coming across. <laughs> it's, like, it's like my lunch just became a nature documentary. <laughs> Takes the fork. <laughs> Slowly, the omelet is shoveled into his gaping maw. God. And that's yeah, when you know, he I'm ate not going to walk up to him and be like, "Oh, Mr. Freeman." Oh. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's weird. No, I, I, I sadly, I live in Orlando. I have no uh, '80s related stories for recently. I mean, the, the the most recent thing I can think of was I the last '80s concert I went to was was back in Tampa. So it would have been back in November, October, and it was Journey. Uh, Pat Benatar and Loverboy and the only reason I really wanted to go see it and this is going to sound stupid I wanted to I wanted to see Loverboy really Um, because I I, you know those red leather pants I heard I heard he finally given up the red leather pants so but I I had read online that their set list now included Queen of the Broken Hearts which is one of my all time favorite for no particular reason songs by Loverboy I just kind of like it and I can't even think of that song. I don't even know how it goes. It goes yeah, it goes like this. See, so it's peppy. 
which is the word of the podcast today, Peppy. <laughs> so I'm excited because I found out that they open the tour every night with Queen of the Broken Hearts. So we leave my house. God, it's it's a 30-minute ride to the amphitheater. Um, we leave my house two and a half hours before showtime. We Whoa. magically do not make it there in time to catch one Loverboy song. You missed the whole set. the entire set. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. I'm sensing yeah. a pattern here. You seem to miss a lot of the opening yeah. songs. You need to leave yeah. earlier. Two and a half hours. I took a half day off from work just to see Queen of the Broken Hearts. But uh, well, the you need to spend less time getting dressed and getting ready and primping oh, and just trust get. Trust me, there's no primping involved. You <laughs> uh, was but wrong. I, I the, the amphitheater is on is at the state uh, state fairgrounds of Florida, which is just outside of Tampa, and it's one of those weekends where they had like a RV festival there and a gun show and like three other things. So half the parking lot was closed, so it was gridlock getting to the concert. Oh no! So like there was nobody in the stands to see Loverboy. You know, oh, I'm sure down. they're used to that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Steve cries himself to sleep. Harsh but fair. So, okay, I got one. This wasn't, I mean, I guess this was about a year ago because I was just talking with my friend about it. But uh, so last year I met my kids spring, um, you know, music program concert for the junior high band and choir right so you know you just you know it's going to be a long evening you settle into your uncomfortable folding metal chair and you know you get ready to make the best of it and one of the things that the band director choir director does is he will let basically anybody that wants to can sing a solo as part of the program and so you know you get a lot of kids that you know we're in la so you get a lot of kids that have actually had vocal coaching and sound pretty good and then you've got the kids that are kind of nervous and so they get their friend to do it with them and they're terrible and it's just a mix of stuff right you don't know what you're going to get and i look down at the program and there's some little girl's name and next to it the song she's singing is home sweet home and i'm like oh that's interesting okay. i you know there's a motley Crue song by that name i wonder <laughs> if that's what she's going to sing well sure enough she gets up and starts singing motley Crue. And I'm in maybe the, we'd got there early. I was maybe in the fourth row or so, so we could see. And, you know, I get it that these kids are kind of putting themselves out there a little bit. So I try and give them some energy, right? I'm, I'm giving them a big smile and I'm looking at them, right? I just try to give them a little creepy. back. That's not yeah. creepy so at this all. Girl is, <laughs> this girl is scanning the audience and she sees me looking at her and smiling. And she sings the rest oh, of the no. song to me. <laughs> just latched onto me and i'm like oh shit i can't look away I, I can't look away i have to you know i have to stay engaged with this girl and so you know she sings it and she finishes it and everyone gives her the you know polite applause of whatever it is 12 claps you know one two three four and uh you know applause dies down and they're getting ready for the next group and this woman behind me taps me on the shoulder it's like oh your daughter just sang beautifully i'm like i don't know that kid <laughs> Did you did you do her a favor like they do in the video? Did, at one point, did you stand up and lift your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the the litigation on that is still pending, yeah. so I can't really comment. You know how most little kids are afraid of like clowns. This one has nightmares of Brad's smiling face. Gosh. No, no, it was it was a it was a, a nice moment. Don't make it don't make it weirder than yeah, it already was. You don't have to. It was just it was so <laughs> bizarre when I realized. Oh crap! I, now I, I have to keep looking right at her. <laughs> If you've got a question for us for PPTMN, by all means, uh, it's creepy or not, 
Send it to us. <laughs> you know the email addresses. But remember to put PPTMN in the subject line. Skinny sticklets, fat with flavor. Skinny, skinny, that's the shape of skinny sticklets, fat with flavor. See how skinny, taste how fat. Only one gum gives you nine slim sticklets instead of seven wide ones in a regular pack. New sticklets in natural spearmint or peppermint. Skinny sticklets, fat with flavor. See how skinny, taste how fat. have just a couple minutes left so i wanted to go over uh some of the more interesting concert news that we are seeing pop up for the summer um lost 80s tour which we referenced earlier and emotion that is still set for what september 10th in las vegas well that's the vegas date i'm sure there are some other dates that are that are coming up it'll be interesting to see whether it's that full bill everywhere yeah but yeah and we're still kind of waiting to pull the trigger on what, saying whether or not we're going to go to that because we still don't know if the plimsolls are going to be there but i'm guessing at this point probably not right yeah uh, you would well who knows who knows but what the really bizarre news was this week was the regeneration tour and and longtime fans of the podcast probably remember the regeneration tour has been what kicking around since what two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, I think two thousand eight wasn't that the first uh, Vegas trip? right. And so this is a uh, usually a, a little bit better of a tour. Um, back in two thousand eight or two thousand nine, it had the Human League and it had uh, ABC, ABC and Naked Eyes. Yeah, that one. Seagulls, yeah. Uh, Belinda Carlisle. And so uh, we saw it in. I saw it in Vegas with um, uh, Mike and other people. And then it came all the way down to Florida. Now, this year, they're having a hell of a time trying to get um, a lineup. And one of the bands that they had was the Human League, but the Human League has since dropped out, And uh, which I'm not surprised. And I'm not really disappointed either because I've seen the Human League. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've toured the heck out of the United States the last three or four summers. Yeah, en- enough's enough. So when once the Human League fell out, everyone else started falling off the bill. And so now this week we found out that it is going to be a limited to West Coast only and that it's got, um, what, Erasure? Yeah, um, they plugged Flock of Seagulls in there, which uh, Howard Jones uh, is on there. Uh, I would love to see just Howard, Howard Jones. Howard Jones by himself is, is worth the price of yeah, any ticket. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um, but you know he's going to get a you know 25-minute set. Oh, God, it's just sickening to me. I mean, he can play for two hours and you, you'll, you won't hear a song you don't know, believe it or not. Um 
So I don't know. Regeneration Tour, it's having a tough time, but I, I don't envy the promoters on tours like this. I mean, yeah. you're juggling too many bands with too many different problems, you know, visa problems, money yeah. problems, you know. Well, and, and self-importance perspective problems, you know. I mean, right. the, audience is, the audience is not there. Let's face it. We love the 80s, but the audience is not what it was in the 80s. Yeah. Well, that was, a pretty good con- that was a pretty good audience for the last one at the, the Hollywood Bowl. Absolutely, absolutely. But you you had a really it was a one time yeah. show, wasn't it? I mean that that didn't exactly tour. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's Every true. once in a while, you yeah. can put together an amazing bill and 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 really enjoy it. I mean, well, it's like you look at what the Rewind Festival gets for a couple right. days. Yeah. So anyway, so we will continue to monitor the, the the summer concert news, and we'll see if we can't find some sort of date that we can all agree on, and maybe uh, some of us can meet up again. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to go to to Las Vegas in September. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we had a good time a couple of years ago. Was, we were there. It was a fun. Yeah, it was I mean, dry it, was, heat. it was hot. It was hot, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah. what, what are you going to do? There were cold beverages available in yeah. Orlando. So, uh, stay tuned. Watch the blog for news. And in the meantime, uh, we will continue to crank out some podcasts for you, including yeah. the uh, Talk Steve. Be sure flesh and, and send Steve emails telling him how badly you want him to come to Vegas, because you know, God knows I could use the encouragement. <laughs> and your Southwest. Uh, uh, flying points too, if you can. <laughs> lend some lend me some drink coupons and some flying points, and, I, and I'll be there. In the meantime, uh, Drew, always great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Bradley. I uh, hope you celebrate your birthday weekend with zest and cocktail onions. Absolutely, wouldn't have it any other way. And in the meantime, myself and the rest of Stuck in the Nations, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the eighties. Hey!